0: Hello and welcome to Journeys and Grace. My name is Eric Hubbard. I want to thank you for joining us as we study the Word of God and continue on in our study this week on authority. There are a couple of ways you can reach us. First, by mail at Pastor Eric five uh, two three at Post Office Box four four seven three Marietta Georgia three zero zero six one. Again, Pastor Eric five two three, Post Office Box four four seven three Marietta Georgia. Three zero zero six one, or you can email us at pastoreric Eric five two three at Gmail dot com, at Pastor Eric five two three at Gmail dot com. And again, we're going to continue our studies today on authority. And I think it's one of the most important things that we as believers must recognize who we are. And I have some teachings on um, authority and, and uh, on uh, identity, because if you know who you are. And you know what God has given us and what, what the Father has placed in our possession, that's how we know that we are men and women of God, that we are children of God, we are kings and priests, we are the beloved of God, and we are those who have been called and and and, and called out, and we are the chosen. Uh there's a there's a Greek word called the ecclesia or the elect. We are those who Christ elected. When he spoke to his disciples. He said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. So we were chosen by God. The calling is upon all men. The Bible said that God wishes that all would be saved. But we know that because of uh, rebellion and because of uh, disinterest or whatever the case may be, men, women, uh, uh, they've decided that, you know what? I have a better way. I know of another answer. I don't believe, many don't believe that Jesus Christ, not only what did, is he not God, but they don't believe that he was ever born. They, many will even uh, speak against him and say that uh, and disparage his names. So and you know what? Uh, he was born. He, he, was, he, he was an earthly man. So there is no God. Says there is no God. There is no good. But however, in the depths of my soul, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. He is the, he is the savior of the world. He is the only way to God. And I believe that if we as believers know who we are, and then we affirm and we attest that we have the same authority. Because Jesus said over in the book of Acts, and let's, let's turn there. Acts 1 and 8, Jesus said, uh, when he be- began to go back to heaven after he had uh, was crucified and he rose again, and he stayed, as the Bible recorded, an extra 40 days on the earth, uh teaching his disciples, appearing unto me, proving unto them that not only was I, did I live, did I die, but I have risen again. And he tells them now in uh, the book of Acts 1 and 8, he said, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And Jesus was sending his disciples, but he equipped them. And as he sent them initially with the power, he said, go wait. He said, be patient, go wait, because I am going to endow you. And it comes in, we get that word endowment from endow means that he's going to empower. I'm going to equip you. I'm going to uh gift you with this power. Don't the Holy Spirit doesn't have to earn be earned. You can't buy it, but it can only be received just like salvation. Salvation can't be bought. You can't work for it because your works are not enough. Your goodness. Outside of Christ is not enough. Your holiness, your righteousness, outside of Christ is not enough. It's what we receive from him. And that's what grace is. God's unmerited, unearned favor. And grace is Jesus Christ. As I've said before, and I will continue to to say that. That as Apostle John, St. John, over in St. John, it says that the law came by Moses. But by Christ came. Grace and truth, grace and truth came by Jesus Christ, the grace of God, the love of God, the, 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 that, that love that as Ephesians talks about, the, the height, the length, the depth of what God provided for us was in, it is and was in his grace. And that grace is Jesus. And it is he that exposed us. As Clark says, he is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Some people can't take they'll choke on that. Because Jesus was God. Jesus says, I am in the Father and the Father in me. But he goes on to say, I will be in you and you will be in me. We believers, we are the children of God. We are the sons of God. We who are Gentiles have been adopted into the royal family. We have that authority through the Holy Spirit, through the blood of Jesus Christ. We are now equipped... But we have to identify who we are. And we must identify ourselves through the power and through the blessing and the gift of who Jesus is. Not only then, but what he is today. We do not serve a dead God. We serve the living God. And he, and he revealed himself through his son, Christ Jesus. So, as we study today, and as we studied a uh, uh, week prior, talking about humility Humility and the love of God are, as I've said before, are twins. Because the Bible says that even when we're talking about faith, it says faith works by love. It's saying that, you know, that uh, I don't, may not have all, of, I don't have, I do not claim to have all the knowledge, but I know that love has something to do with your faith. If you are, if, if we have alts and we have uh, strife and all of those things, the Bible says where envy and strife is, there's confusion in every, every evil word. And see, the evil, the the, the enemy, Satan knows that you know what God doesn't move in contention, in strife. He wants to come out of strife, come out of contention, forgive. And in that forgiveness, we not we not only loose that person if they choose to be loosed, but what forgiveness does, it looses, it frees us. It takes that weight off of us. It takes that that uh, I described, uh 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 uh, hatred and strife and bitterness and unforgiveness as an anchor. It's just like you getting ready to run a hundred yard dash and you're at the you've been training all your all your uh, uh, all all the season and you getting ready for your big race and then everybody gets to the starting block but you say wait a minute I gotta I gotta do something you take the, the chain that's behind you and you tie yourself to the starting block and when the gun goes off everybody dashes out the gate and you do too but you have an anchor and is holding you back. And this is what the enemy wants. He wants us to be held back, held captive by the things of this world, by the things that desire to rob us of the authority that God has placed in each and every believer. You have it. But as the book of Hosea Hosea says, this is over in... uh, uh, the book of Hosea four and six, Hosea four and six says, "My people are destroyed. Destroyed means they are laid waste, and something laid waste it means it's nothing; it, it's fit for nothing but to be buried." He says, "They, my people, are destroyed. Why? For a lack of knowledge. He didn't say they were destroyed for a lack of a uh, faith or a lack of of, of uh, a money or a lack of of." of of bravery, all those things. He said they are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. He said because they have rejected knowledge. And when you think about what is knowledge and wisdom, wisdom is the word of God. Who is the word? What is the word? John simply says in John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. It goes on to say, That all things were made that were made were made by the Word. They were made by Him. So when you reject the wisdom of God that's written in the Word, then you reject Him. And then we are destroyed. We miss out. We live beneath our privilege because we don't walk in the authority. So we're sick. So we constantly are, 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 are being held back by the past. We can't move from one place to another we keep going around and around in a circle we keep going around the mountain we keep we stay in the wilderness and we don't see any change from one year to the next we st- like a we on a uh, on that wheel on that wheel to just keep you know, on that on uh, that perpetual treadmill we just go round and round and never gaining an inch we just still steady running in place because we're held back by things of the past. But take your authority. And one of the great authority gifts that we have is we have the word of God and when we apply it because we know who we are. When scripture says they're destroyed for a lack of knowledge, go to the word and find out where you are. Locate yourself. Says, Lord, I... I I know I want to, I, Lord, help me. I still despise my ex-husband. I still despise my mother-in-law. I still can't get along with my boss, Lord. I, I wish I wish they were dead. I've heard of people wanting to poison folks. And you know I wish they'd fall down the steps. I wish they would uh, uh, do any and all of these things. I wish they would die in a car wreck. I just can't stand them for how they hurt me. Because... They don't realize the power that they have, the power that we have. That's why Jesus said, be careful what you hear. Because what goes, he said, is not what uh, what, what goes into the foul. He says what comes out of him. He said what you eat, it goes out of your body as waste. But what comes out of you is what comes out of the heart, what comes out of the thoughts. It comes out of the mind, out of the heart of man, out of the soul of the man. The soul is the mind, will, and the emotion, our heart. And when our heart is not right, all the faith, talking, faith, walking, praying, all that you could ever do. Jesus said, if you have an all against your brother, he says, go back. Lisa. leave your gift at the altar and make it right. He said, oh, you say, oh, pastor, oh, 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 brother Hubbard. Uh, uh, my 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 friend is dead. My, my 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 mom has gone on. My 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 ex husband. I can't locate him. Forgive them in your heart. Say, Father, I don't know where they are. But I want to be free from this. I I declare my freedom. I declare my freedom. Because Satan wants to establish and take over the Jew, the most precious. Territory that you have is between your two ears. That four to six inches of space between your ears will determine where you go and what you will accomplish. Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But it also says over in uh, the book of Proverbs, let's go to Proverbs 18, 18, 1821 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Therefore he's saying, the, the, the writer is saying, that you, if you speak life or death, because what comes out of your tongue that's coming out of your heart. It's what you meditated on. It's, what, it's, it's your heart thoughts. It's your innermost thoughts. It's what you meditated on. And this is where you're going. This will be your destiny. You, We all speak our destiny. You speak your tomorrow. You speak your future. You speak 10 years from now. How do you do it? Because of the authority that you have as a free will and um, mortal agent. God will not force you to do anything. He will not force you. But Jesus said, whosoever will, let him come. Let God help you today. So you can aff- affect your body, affect your, point your body and your mind into the right direction. Into, uh, into prosperity for your life into a better life for your children a better life for for uh for your marriage so you can move out of of, of not enough to more than enough god wants to bless you as i've said before i'll say it again not just enough for you but a must for you and extra see you can't bless anyone if you don't have enough you remember the the, the widow with the with the little pot of all a little bit little bit of meal and the prophet came to her and said uh uh, uh give me some water she gave him the water he said I, he said I, uh, he, he asked about her what her plans were she said i just got a little little meal and all i'm gonna make my son this uh my son and i this cake and we're gonna die but what the prophet say make me a little cake first then feed your family and what did she do? She didn't complain. She didn't go put something in the newspaper, preach a con woman out of her last meal. No. What she did was she was obedient. And she humbled herself. She did what uh, the book of Philemon. The Philemon, book of Philemon. Uh, there's only one chapter in Philemon. Philemon 1 and 6. It says that the communication of thy faith may, faith may become effectual. How? By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus, this woman acted out her faith. She heard the man of God. She could have said, "Oh, look, I got enough food." She already said, "I got enough." Um, ain't happen, Cap. I might have been born at night, but I been born last night, preacher. We going, you going to, you going to keep living, go uh, sponge off somebody else, and hit my son, and I will starve to death. But no, she said, she took to what the preacher, the man of God said, she made him a cake. And the Bible says, the all and the meal never ceased. God fed her, she and the prophet and the son, they ate and they ate and they ate until the, 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 uh, uh, Famine was broken. But what I'm getting you to understand is this is how we take authority. We take, we, authority is more, you know, I call authority, you know, is, is, your ability, is the power of God, but the power of God moves through love and through patience. Jesus said, through your patience, p- possess you your soul. Patience is power under control. You know, when you tell somebody to be patient, that means you have the power to act. But when you are patient, you say, you know what? It's not time. I'm going to wait. See, all of these things are attributes of, of patience. And for us to be and to be at our there. Your there is the place that God has designated for you so that you will prosper and Flourish. But in order for you to prosper and flourish, you need to be in the right place at the right time. Doing the right thing. In the right place, right time, and do the right thing. It's not enough to be in the right place. Now you're at the right time, but you refuse the the direction that God gives you. you. Say, okay, I'm here, Lord. And the Lord say, okay, give all that you have. Like he told a rich man, rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, Lord, Jesus, he said, Lord, what must I do to attain eternal life? And Jesus told him what to do. and said, you keep, keep, commandments. Got them. I'm good. Got them all. And the Bible says, Jesus, Jesus knew he wasn't keeping them all, but you know what he said? It's okay. Jesus located him in the spirit. Take everything that you have and feed the poor. The Bible says he went away sorrowful. He was in the right place. God will never allow you to outgive him. He will never allow you to be able to testify. I gave all. And I died a a, a pauper's death because I gave my church and I I gave my uh, uh, offering. I paid my tithes faithfully in faith, not under the gun, not under uh, uh, a duress but I gave out of my heart and my children starved to death. How could you do that? You're going to get to, you feel like you're going to get to heaven and be able to complain to God? No. Jesus said, give and it shall be given. But see, you have the authority over your giving. You can pay your tithes or not. You can give an offering or not. You have that authority. But when you walk in the authority of God and you are humble, see, Jesus walked in the authority. He was God in flesh when he was getting ready to be uh, a crucified. He said, "Don't you know, I could call to my Father and he would send 12 legions of angels and deliver me?" But what did he do? He chose not to use his authority. He rested. In the arms of God and knowing that my fate is, I've got to go through this. See, you have the authority, you have the right. In this life, you have the power and the authority to do the will of God or to do it your way. But let's go. I just wrote down some things that I wanted to uh, to bring out today. Because when we're talking about authority, we're talking about the ability to act. The power to act. And see, when you talk about authority, you just, an example for us is the police officer. As I said the other week, think about a a, a traffic officer. It could be a little five foot uh, three woman, 110 pounds. But if she got the whole gun on her side and that badge, that badge represents everything that is in that county, in that city, in that state. She has all law enforcement behind her. But She must operate in her jurisdiction. She has she she's limited. She being a county officer, uh, 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 I live in Cobb County. Now she will be an officer in Fulton, but she doesn't have the same authority there because she's outside of her uh, uh, outside of her jurisdiction. A jurisdiction is the limit of power, she's under a limit of power, she's limited. Because if you step outside of your jurisdiction, then you step outside of your power. Even in this country, we have the legislative, we got the Congress, we got the executive, the president, we got the uh, uh, the court system, the Supreme Court to be the top of that. But each one of them, they have their jurisdiction. The Congress is supposed to make the law. The president has the executive power to enact the law. The Supreme Court judges the law And 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 determines the right or wrong if if it's broken. So all of them have their jurisdiction when it's operating perfectly. But we know in this country and in most countries it doesn't work perfectly all the time. But the thought is that if power is separated, that when everybody works in their jurisdiction, this country can operate in harmony. It's the same way in the spirit. Satan has jurisdiction. Let's go now. Let's go over to the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians, we're going to go to the, uh, Ephesians 6 and 10. Let's, go, let's move a little faster. I'm going to move a little faster now. It says that, uh, 6 and 11. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Why? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, so what are we wrestling against? He says principalities. Principalities are governments. When we have a, a, a city, it's a principality. A city has its borders. Within that city, there's a mayor, there's a council, there's a police officer, there's a fire fireman. All of these are principalities in that, in that, uh, in that, in that, in that, in that jurisdiction, in that principality, rather. They all have the, their uh, rule of law that they must follow. But they also have rules that they can utter. So because if they're in that jurisdiction, they have authority there. Okay. And so if we go on and we, if we think about it, first to think about just the one, law, one uh, officer. That officer has a jurisdiction as long as they operate within their bounds. The mayor, the mayor of Atlanta cannot come to the mayor of, of my, my hometown and enact laws. Because they're out of their jurisdiction, although they have authority, they don't have authority here. They have a th- authority in Atlanta. This mayor, mayor has a, authority in Cobb County. But, but the point I'm trying to make is that when we operate under our jurisdiction, obeying the laws of faith. See, we, there is a law of faith. One, faith without works is dead. Two, faith without Works by love. All of these things are some of the rules of faith. Now, it did not put us under the law, but we got to know how to operate in the spirit of God. We must know how to speak our faith. Jesus said, ask and it shall be given. We got to learn to put our mouth to the word of God. Well, how can you put your mouth to the word of God and you don't know it? That's why he said, as you said earlier in Hosea, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. But Jesus was the perfect example for us. He was, as it's called, the sample son. He was the second Adam. We know the first Adam failed. He failed. Why? Because he stepped out of his jurisdiction. His jurisdiction ended at the tree of good and evil. God said, okay. You have authority to eat out of every tree in the garden. But this particular tree belongs to me. He said, don't eat it. Eve said, he said, don't touch it. God didn't say that. God said, do not eat of this tree because it's outside of your authority. It's outside of your jurisdiction. Now, that could have been hundreds of thousands of trees in the garden of Eden. However, this particular tree was out of his jurisdiction. And when he stepped over, when he reached, when she reached and ate, then he seeing her that she had eaten of it. He knew it was from the tree of good and evil, and he ate of it. They lost their power, and they lost their authority. Because they did not, they stopped operating under the law that God had established. But what did Jesus do over in Acts 1 and 8? He said, I give you power. Why? Because Jesus had went and took back the authority from Satan. If you read, uh, I believe it the, the, uh, the book of John, he says over around the 20th, 20, 21st he was saying how, he says, all power is given unto me. He said, I'm going to give it to you. See, you go to Jerusalem and wait over in Acts. And I'm going to give you of this power, which I have received. Jesus had the power without measure, but we have been given. The gifts of the spirit. We have the authority that comes with being sons and daughters of God. We have the power and the authority that comes with being kings and priests. We have the authority and power because we've been through with the Holy Spirit. And just give you an example of this as we get ready to close today. Let's go over now to the book of uh, St. Matthew. Matthew, the eighth chapter. And we're going to read how Jesus showed us how to operate in authority. How to properly operate in the power and the authority of God. So let's go now. Matthew eight, twenty-eight. And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils, coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man may pass that way. Now this Jesus was trying, he was passing through the country. Yeah, Jesus had had a uh, had an appointment, and right in the middle of where he needed to go, the pathway that he was going, here are these two demons, possessed men. but that's exactly what Satan does to all of us. He wants to exhort he wants to exert his authority, his power over us. and said, you can't have that job. Pff, I killed your mama I, just, I, I took your mama with cancer. I took your daddy with Alzheimer's. You gonna lose. You gonna lose your cognitive cognitive abilities too. Look, you can't remember nothing. The granddaddy was a uh, crippled in the wheelchair when he died. You will be too. Look after you, your knees hurt, feet hurt. Won't be long. I'ma put you in the chair too. Ain't nobody gonna help you. That's what the uh, enemy will do. They'll block your way. They'll block you with that with that uh, evil boss or that evil person in authority. And make you think that they are, this, this is the way it's gonna be always. You will never rise. You got all that education, spent all that money. Look at you. You ain't but at level two. Look at your friend. Yeah, she's sleeping around. She's assistant by president. Look at you. You still a worker. And see, that's what the enemy wants us to do is to give up our position. But what did the scripture say over in Ephesians? He says, finally, my brother. Let me read it again. Finally, he begins to talk to us. And uh, I want to read it because I want to get it right. Ephesians 6 and 10. He says, finally, my brother. I'm sorry. Uh, Ephesians 6 and 12. He says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Ephesians 10 says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. But when we go to 12, he says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. See, that's what I'm talking about, where the enemy wants to set. He sets himself up. He promotes his people and puts them in key places. But God wants to do the same thing and is doing the same thing with, because he, he desires and he is putting his people, those who are equipped and who are ready and whose minds are settled and who are patient and have the ability to humble themselves and wait on God. I'm talking about you're in the position. You have the power, but you don't do it on your own strength and power and wisdom and knowledge. You acknowledge him. Proverbs says, acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. So when you come to a point, you come to a hard place, you recognize God is the one that brought me here. He got me here. I will succeed here because of him. So when we go back to the book of Matthew, here we are in Matthew 8:28. These two men who are fierce, blocking Jesus' way. And it says, they begin to say in 29, What have we to do with you, Jesus, thou son of God? You have come here to turn us. He said, have you come here to torment us before our time? Satan knows you. He knows you have the power. He knows you have the authority, but you don't. That's why the scripture says Satan as a whirling lion, It didn't say he was one. It says he acts like him. I believe it's Hebrews says that Satan has has he has he has turned himself into an angel of light. He has conformed. He has transformed himself into an angel of light. But he's evil. He cannot. He does not have the love of God. He does not have the peace and power of God. He will not recognize God. He will not recognize the son. And see, when we the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. See, when you have the truth, God will take you to the heart of the matter. That's what we want to know. What did Paul say? He said, How? He said I need not know nothing among you. Say Jesus Christ and him crucified. Paul wanted to know, okay, I want to know your heart. Where's your heart? If I can locate your heart, I can locate you. Because the Bible said, the, the word of God says, the word will go even to the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. That's where... We make our decisions in our heart muscle. Not the muscle, rather, but in our mind, will, and emotion. That's where you want to be. Say, Lord, help me discern the heart of this matter. You sent me to this place. Help me discern this man or this, uh, uh, this woman's heart. Is this where you want me to be, Lord? Because I want to know what I need to do here. Not how you can rise, but how you can fit in to God's church. So as we end today, it says, they told him in the 30th verse, it said, send us to that herd of swines. And it said, if you're going to cast us out, send us over there. And what did Jesus said? Go. And the Bible said, even the swines didn't want to live with the devil. The latter part of the 32nd verse says, the whole herd of swine ran violently down the steep place into the sea and died in the waters. Even the hogs didn't want to be possessed with demons. But the people, it says, when they saw it, the keepers of the swine, in the 33rd verse, they they ran, they fled. They went into the city and told everything what happened. Now remember, those two men that that blocked the way, that stopped everybody from traveling that way, that blocked, and see, that's what the enemy wants to do again. He uh, he will roar at you. He will blow hot air. He will stomp his foot. He will scream at you. But God will come with a still, small voice saying, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against thee, you must condemn. As we close today, use your authority you got to protect those four inches on both sides between your ears. Because that's what the promises of God was to get in your heart. Because when you meditate on this word and you begin to speak it out your mouth, Satan does not want you to know the word of God. He does not want you to know the power of God. Because when you learn who you are and you possess your possessions, he's going to be kicked out because he's already powerless when it comes to you. Yes, he's the deceiver. He's as powerful as the power you give him. He does not have authority on you. Yes, there will be trials. Yes, there will be tribulation. Jesus said that uh, if you live godly, you will suffer tribulations. But he said in another place, but I have overcome the world. If he's overcome, then I And to end the day, as we often quote uh, uh, Galatians 2.20, I have the faith, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I live. Paul began to say, Christ died, but yet I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. For I live by the faith of the Son of God. Did Jesus' faith ever fail? No, never, and never will. I pray you got something I just teaching today. Defend your space. Defend your territory. Defend your heart. And the only way you're going to do it is by faith. And faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Eat as much of the word as you can. Get into the word. Study it. Ask God to the so Lord feed me. And He will. If you will. If you'll study, if you'll meditate will take you far than you ever believed. Father, we thank you for this day and this hour. We thank you for those who hear this message today. Lord, that they will take their authority and with the patience and love of God begin to learn who you are and why they are here. And we just pray, Lord, for any who is not saved today. They will repeat after me, Lord, I come to you now. Lord, I present my, all of my sins and lay them at your feet. For you have forgiven me, and now I receive you as Lord and as Savior. You lived and died for me. You shed your blood for me. And now, O Lord, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I received your grace by faith, and I believe I am now a member of the family of God. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Father, we thank you for this word this day. And for all those who hear it, that they will take their place and envision and see themselves in a better place tomorrow. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, Lord Jesus. Amen.